Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Dole Food Company, the world's leading producer and distributor of fresh fruits and vegetables. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. If you're joining us for the first time on the Business Talk Radio Network or Voice America, let me take this opportunity to introduce you to the fastest-growing post-partisan news program on radio today, the one place where leaders from the left, right, and center can speak truthfully and openly without being cut off, attacked, ridiculed, or marginalized. That's the way journalists used to interview their guests and respect their audiences. And as far as I'm concerned, it's the way the media ought to be behaving today, especially as we approach an important election for this country. We are extremely fortunate to have with us today presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party, Mr. Gary Johnson. Before he joins us, let me give you a little background about the man who is presently seeking your vote for the highest office in the nation. Mr. Johnson's ancestors originated in Denmark, Norway, and Russia. He grew up in a middle-class neighborhood in Minot, North Dakota, where his family was a teacher and where his mother worked with the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Johnson was the oldest of three siblings. In 1975, he graduated with a degree in political science from the University of New Mexico. During his last year of studies, he began working as a part-time handyman. Johnson was a quick study, and in no time at all, he discovered that he had a knack for plumbing, remodeling, and construction. One year after graduating college, he started Big J Enterprises. And while the company may have begun as a modest one-man shop, it soon grew into a multi-million dollar success story in 1994 when Johnson sold Big J and employed over 1,000 workers. Gary Johnson sought and won the governorship for the state of New Mexico beginning in 1995. He was a popular governor for two terms. And during that period, he exercised his right to veto 750 times, earning him the nickname Governor Veto. He cut taxes 14 times. And when he retired from office in 2003, New Mexico was one of only four states in the country with a balanced budget. In 2009, Johnson founded the nonprofit organization Our America Initiative, an advocacy group dedicated to injecting good old common sense business practices into government. Then in April of 2011, he announced his candidacy for the presidency of the United States. 
Though he began as a Republican candidate, by November of that year, Johnson had made the decision to seek the nomination of the Libertarian Party. We'll find out a little more about that in just a minute. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Costa Report the former governor of New Mexico and Libertarian Party candidate for the President of the United States, Mr. Gary Johnson. Welcome to the program, Mr. Johnson. Rebecca, great to be on. I should just quit while I'm ahead. That was a great introduction. Thank you very much. Well, I understand you're on the campaign trail in Florida right now. Is that right? That's right. I get to speak to uh, Paul Fest. Uh, Ron Paul supporters have, uh, ho- are hosting an, an event for Ron Paul, and I get to speak at that uh, tomorrow afternoon, so I'm excited about that. The notion that uh, Ron Paul and I both are really talking about the same message the notion that I think uh, my voice is uh, going to be representative of the fastest-growing segment of American politics today, and that would be those that uh, label themselves libertarian in any capacity whatsoever, whether that's libertarian-leaning or libertarian or whatever. Well, now, before we get too far down the road, I want to be sure I congratulate you on securing a position on the Minnesota ballot. Well, uh, the ballot access, uh, ballot access in the states is really difficult. I mm-hmm. think what's significant is that um, I am going to be on the ballot in all 50 states, uh, something that only three candidates are going to be able to lay claim to, uh, Romney, Obama, and myself. And it's been hard fought. Um, there, there are obstacles laid in our way at uh, every juncture, and uh, like I say, at this at this point right here, um, I believe that uh, we will achieve that uh, 50 50-state 50 access. The Libertarian Party celebrates their 40th anniversary this year in four election cycles. They've been on the ballot in all 50 states. It looks like this uh, cycle will be the same. And in second place, amongst third-party candidates, it's my understanding that the Green Party will be on the ballot in 30 states uh, maximum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. You know, some folks might not know this because I've noticed that the media has not been as forthcoming in providing opportunities for you to get your platform out there. Uh, but you began as a Republican candidate, uh, and despite polling higher than Santorum or Huntsman, uh, many listeners may not know that you were excluded from three Republican debates before making the decision to uh, switch parties. Is that correct? Actually, it was many more than that. Uh, really? Was, I think there were a total of, there were well over 20 debates. About halfway through the debates, they stopped issuing criteria for the debates. But really, CNN's the one that cast this all in stone. Uh, the second debate they hosted, they said that I had to be at 1% in A, B, and C polls. Rebecca, I wasn't in A, B, and C polls. And then about uh, 10 months ago, they included me for the first time in their biweekly poll. At that time, I was tied with Kane at 2%. I was ahead of Santorum. I was ahead of Huntsman. They had a debate coming up in a couple of weeks. We're thinking, well, this is finally behind us. Uh, that was the last time my name appeared in any of their polls. Uh, they excluded my name after that poll with no explanation whatsoever. And then CNBC, uh, their first debate that they hosted, they issued two criteria. It was on the web, uh, be registered to run for president, and be at 4% in any national poll over the prior year. Well, I was at 4% in Gallup, and I was registered to run as president of the United States, and they would not return our calls as to why I was not given a seat at the table. So. So my question to you is, now that you're running 7% in states like Colorado, is the media being a little more friendly and fair? 
Uh, actually, uh, not. And uh, mm, I'm that's not, disappointing. I'm not, I'm not, uh, well, I don't want this to come off as a complaint uh, as much as just... No, I think you have a right to complain, actually. Well, as, as a report on the reality of running as a third party. So um, right now I might be the most underreported, uh, let's, let's say it's 5%, conservatively speaking, nationally. I might be the most underreported 5% nationally of all time. Imagine if in the newspaper tomorrow you woke up uh, woke up, got the daily newspaper, and it reported me at 5%. Well, the overwhelming reaction would be, well, who, who the hell is Gary Johnson? Well, that's really what I need, is who the hell is Gary Johnson, and that people would check it out and actually recognize that there is a resume to go along with, uh, with running for president. Absolutely, and I feel that the media is uh, a bit delinquent in their responsibility. One of the primary functions that the media can serve in a year such as this is to make sure that the information of all candidates gets out to the American people and let the American people make their own mind up. Well, I, I do believe that, and, and there are some really big differences between myself and the other two candidates. Uh, I, I want to end the war. I want to end the spending. Uh, I'm proposing the fair tax. Um, I think we have a growing police state. I do believe that marriage equality is something that is constitutionally guaranteed. I want to end the drug wars. Uh, these, these are very, very significant differences between myself and the other two. And I recognize there are other third-party candidates, but... None of them are going to get close to this 50-state uh, ballot access. That's absolutely right, and, and I hope that you will be included in the presidential debates. Uh, how is that shaping up, the national presidential debates? Will you be included in those? Well, they've set, uh, they've set two criteria for those. Uh, th well, three, three uh, actually. One is uh, beyond the ballot in enough states. To, uh, to actually be which you are. in the presidency, which I am. Mm -hmm. And then the other is 15% uh, in the national polls. Well, right now, of the 18 national polling organizations, only three of those polling organizations are including my name. So, Well, if you're not on the poll, I don't think you're going to get to 15%. How's that? That's, uh, that's a very fair recognition. <laughs> oh, we have to take a short commercial break. When we come back, let's jump right into where you stand on deficit, drugs, and defense. You're listening to the Costa Report. Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report. We have an important election coming this November, and I know that many folks are struggling right now. And if you're not struggling, well, then you're just flat out worried. I know that you're hoping that the next president, whoever they are, will have a plan for getting us out of an economic hole that keeps getting deeper. But this time around, the answers may not come from the top down. Something is happening to us, and it is happening to all people in all nations at the exact same time. And that is why I am asking you to take a moment to read The Watchman's Rattle. It's a book that will change the way you see our problems and also the upcoming election. So please pick up a copy of The Watchman's Rattle. Do it now. It's available at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and independent bookstores everywhere. You can also grab a copy at Rebecca Costa. But don't wait. Take a moment to get your copy, and together, let's get our lives and our country moving forward again. 
Hi, I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli, owner of Caraccioli Cellars. I have to say that every time that I've been by, it has been packed with people. It's more of a social environment. Yeah, it's really kind of a meeting place as well in Carmel. A lot of people come and taste a flight of wines before they go to dinner. We have a big screen TV in there. We feed all the games that are local and important, and it definitely becomes a meeting place for people. So you must get a lot of first dates there, maybe? You know, we get a lot of first dates, second dates. A lot of times it's couples that do come in, and we see them again after the first time. I can imagine, and I would suggest that if anyone's thinking about a first date, that might be a really nice place to kick it off. One more time now, where is the tasting room located and what are your hours? We're located right in the heart of Carmel by the Sea, right on Dolores between Ocean and 7th. We're open daily from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. And on Fridays and Saturdays, we actually open up at 11 and stay open till 10 p.m. It's easy to take your world for granted. Most days go by without a whole lot of surprises. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if everything familiar becomes anything but? Would you be prepared? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. Coast Paper and Supply has been family owned and operated since 1948. They have a wide array of products available, including brand name and eco-friendly cleaning supplies, paper goods, and compostable plates, cups, and cutlery. Whether your needs are for business or home, Coast Paper and Supplies friendly and reliable staff have what you're looking for. They even accommodate special orders. You can find them at 151 Josephine on River Street in Santa Cruz, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4.30, or call at 831-423-3350. Coast Paper and Supply is a proud member of Think Local First. Eat, Drink, Explore Radio is your lifestyle information source. Our focus includes food, wine, craft beer, travel and tourism trends, emphasizing healthy, local, and sustainable options. We've got you covered from 8 to 10 each and every Sunday morning, live, right here on KSCO AM 1080. Eat, Drink, Explore Radio, your source for the lifestyle you love. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and our guest today is the Libertarian candidate for president, Mr. Gary Johnson. And before the break, you were pointing out that one of the criteria for being included in the presidential debates is that you have to show at least 15% in the polls. But if your name isn't even on the polls, it's going to be pretty hard to get any percentage. So far, um, as we know it, you meet the requirements for being on the ballot of enough states, but you may not meet the poll requirement. Is that right? That's correct. You know, I also wanted to plug a website, and maybe you've done this, uh, maybe you've done this, but it's isidewith.com. Have you seen that website? I have not. Well, isidewith.com. Mm-hmm. Get online, answer 36 questions. At the end of the 36 questions, they pair you up with the presidential candidate most in line with your views. 
one point. Oh, I love that. That that yeah, so that you will be able to put your views in there. You in, you put input your views in there, and then they'll tell you which one you're most aligned with. Yep, it's uh, fabulous, and it, and it only takes a few minutes. Uh, it was really user friendly and. Based on the 1.8 million people, it's a lot of attention being given to it, but uh, I won't even tell you what the outcome of it is. I'll just ask that everybody take the, uh, take the quiz and see what happens. Now, one of the things that you've done on your website is make it very easy for voters to see where you stand on the issues. You have a chart which compares yours, Romney, and Obama's positions. So for the benefit of our audience today, let's try to hit some of these issues one by one. The first one is spending and the deficit. So how does your record stack up against Obama and, Ram and Romney? Well, um, I did distinguish myself as governor of New Mexico, perhaps vetoing more legislation than the other 49 governors in the country combined. Uh, I vetoed 750 bills. I had thousands of line-item vetoes as governor of New Mexico. Uh, New Mexico is a state that's two-to-one Democrat. I ran as an outsider in the Republican Party. I got elected. What I think speaks volumes and by the way, only two of those vetoes were overridden. But what I think speaks volumes is the fact that I got reelected by a bigger margin the second time than the first time um, by being a penny pincher. Um, I, I just think it speaks to the fact that people really appreciate uh, good stewardship of tax dollars. So that said, I am promising to submit a balanced budget to Congress in the year 2013. I believe the biggest threat to our way of life uh, is the fact that we're borrowing and printing money to the tune of 43 cents out of every dollar that we're spending. I believe that we are not immune from the mathematics of what we're doing and that we will experience a monetary collapse as a result of continuing to do what we're doing. And a monetary collapse, very simply, it's when the dollars that we have in our pocket don't buy a thing because of the accompanying inflation that goes along with borrowing and printing money to the tune of 43 cents out of every dollar that we do spend. So I am promising to submit a balanced budget to Congress in the year 2013. Now that's not promising a balanced budget because Congress is gonna to have to go along with that, but I'm promising to submit that balanced budget and I'm also promising to veto any legislation where expenses exceed revenue, believing that with those two promises kept, spending will be lower than any other scenario that you could possibly come up with. Well, so let me ask you this. How do you respond to folks who say it's not as easy as just saying no to everything and vetoing every initiative, that running a country is not exactly like running a business because we don't want to live in a country where children are starving to death and people are laying outside of emergency rooms dying. How do you respond to that? Well, that I, I did get to serve two terms as governor of New Mexico, and all those vetoes, th those were the exact uh, uh, accusations that followed every single Precisely. one of my vetoes. That Precisely. That's why I wanted you to have an opportunity to address it, because people always go to that argument. Well, and that, that is the argument, that the sky is going to fall, that people are going to be dead in the streets, that children are going to starve, that these are essential government services that... Without this funding, uh, things are going to collapse. Well, in a, I should have gotten he handed my head in a state that's two to one Democrat by being, by being as fiscally. Yes, you should have. I, I agree. I, I get reelected by a bigger margin uh, than than the first time. What I want to point out is, 
if we don't cut Medicare spending by 43%, we're not going to have any health care for those over 65. If we don't cut Medicaid spending by 43%, we're going to find ourselves with no health care to the poor. I oversaw Medicaid reform in the state of New Mexico. Uh, we took it from a fee-for-service model to a managed care model. We saved hundreds of millions of dollars, and we set up better health care networks to deliver health care to the poor. Mm -hmm. I believe at that time, if the federal government would have block-granted the state of New Mexico 43% less money, mm -hmm. done away with all the strings and the mandates associated on how health care needs to be delivered to the poor, that I could have effectively overseen health care delivery to the poor. So would you rather see the health care initiatives handled by states as opposed to ratcheted up to a federal level? That's the only way I see getting out of this. Uh, get the federal government out of health care delivery completely, devolve it to the states, both Medicaid and Medicare, 50 laboratories of innovation and best practice, and I think that's exactly what we will have. I think we'll have fabulous success that will get emulated. I also think there'll be some horrible failure that will get avoided, but the notion that Washington knows best, that Washington top-down has all the answers, uh, I reject that, and that has us in this uh, really uh, in a position of imminent um, collapse, and, and that's my opinion. And you can just look to Russia for another country uh, where, um, where a country did experience a monetary collapse. The ruble went from being worth something one day to being worth nothing the next, and that happened in the late 80s, and they have yet to recover from that. And that's where we are going to find ourselves. Is it safe to say that aside from initiatives such as uh, defense and those kinds of policies, that you would like to see more power uh, decentralized and, and handed over to the states again? Uh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then let's just focus for a second on, on military spending. Mm -hmm. um, look, I think the biggest threat to our national security is the fact that we are borrowing and printing money to the tune of 43 cents out of every dollar that we're spending. Um, so um, I will be proposing uh, a reduction in military spending of 43 percent. Mm -hmm. uh, that takes us back to 2003 spending levels. So that's certainly not the end of the world and a 43% reduction in military spending. How does that work out? Well, it's reducing nuclear warheads from 2,300 to 500. It's getting out of all of the military conflicts that we're currently engaged in. Let's stop with our military interventions and the unintended consequence that goes along with all of those interventions. Let's reduce the military footprint. That would be bases and uh, military personnel stationed in Europe, Japan, South Korea. It would also be research and development uh, and intelligence. But if we don't do this, uh, we're going to find ourselves uh, in a position um, of being able to offer ourselves no national defense. And by the way, I think defense here is the operative word. Um, President of the United States, government has an obligation to provide us with a strong national defense. But defense is the operative word, not offense uh, and not nation building. I agree uh, with you, and I, I think that sometimes we become confused between offensive strategies and defensive strategies. It's an easy thing to do in a complex world. I apologize, but we have to take another short commercial break. When we come back, we'll take a stab at gun rights, defense, a little bit more on defense, and marriage equality. Stay with us. You're listening to the Costa Report.
Hello, my name is Tom Burkhart, founder and CEO of Savant Investment Group. We recently opened an office on the Monterey Peninsula headed by local 22-year resident Peter Truman. Our firm began working with clients in the Bay Area 20 years ago. We understand the anxiety of the typical investor, particularly in these volatile times. We're SEC registered, we don't sell products, and we don't receive commissions. We are fee-only advisors. We have our own skilled six-person investment committee consisting of two PhDs and two chartered financial analysts. In fact, they manage my money. We manage accounts for $1 million and above. You can reach us at 1-800-672-8268, 1-800-672-8268, and visit our website at www.savantig.com. Again, www.savantig.com. Thank you. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-699-5144. That's 1-800-699-5144. 1-800-699-5144. On Highway 1 in Moss Landing, you will find the coolest biker shop in the West. JNS has Eagle Iron and Leather Shop is devoted to the American patriotic spirit. It's located next to JNS Surplus and Outdoor Store, which is your camping, survival, patriotic, and military headquarters. On Saturday, September 1st, we invite you to our annual KIA ride-in, huge parking lot sale, military vehicle, and bike show, with great food, big prizes, and a patriotic flag-raising ceremony at midday that remembers America's killed-in-action military heroes. Live entertainment with nationally recognized band Big Rain with Bruce Wynn and friends. Major sponsors are Eagle Emblems Incorporated, Kirby Kirby and Kirby Motorcycle Attorneys, A Tool Shed Equipment Rentals, Good Times Weekly, Fueled by the Fallen.org, Abrego Print, Pirate Graphics, Casual Clothing, Monterey Bay News and Views, and of course, KSCO. Meet Fueled by the Fallen founder and movie star Kevin Major Howard from Full Metal Jacket. Witness the 9-11 Angels, a magnificent mobile memorial. JNS Surplus on the corner of Highway 1 and Struve Road. More information at KIAHonorFlag.org or just look for the flags. Online Trading Academy has taught more than 25,000 students in over five countries how to make real money trading the stock market. That's a lot of success stories. Our world-class instructors can get you there, too. You can start making money and changing your financial future with the knowledge you'll gain at any of our global training facilities. And it all begins with a free half-day trading workshop. Just call 888-960-TRADE to learn more. Even if you're a complete beginner, we can teach you to understand the ups and downs of the market, stack the odds in your favor, and use good exit techniques. 
Take control of your finances. Call Online Trading Academy and we'll have you trading like a pro in no time. Call 888-960-8723 to register for our free half-day trading workshop. There's absolutely no obligation. And don't forget, if you call today, we'll give you the Home Study Course CD absolutely free. The free half-day workshops are available over the next several weeks in your community, but they fill up fast, so call today. Call 888-960-TRADE now. Again, our number is 888-960-8723. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm here today with former governor of New Mexico and libertarian candidate for president, Mr. Gary Johnson. And before we went to the break, we were talking about the confusion we often have between offensive military measures and defensive strategies. So, Mr. Johnson, how would you characterize our involvement in Iraq and Afghanistan? Well, uh, initially, I thought that our uh, intervention in Afghanistan was totally warranted. We were attacked. We attacked back. Our war was with al-Qaeda. I would argue, though, that after having been in Afghanistan for six months, that we wiped out al-Qaeda. Uh, that was 11 years ago. Uh, we should have gotten out of Afghanistan 11 years ago. Uh, Iraq, on the other hand, uh, I was opposed to from the very beginning, before we went in, um, I, I know there was talk of weapons of mass destruction, but what I said back in 2003 was, hey, don't we have the military surveillance capability to see them roll out any weapons of mass destruction? If they do that, we have all sorts of options available. But if we go in, we're going to find ourselves in a civil war to which there would be no end. Let's look at our unintended consequences of going into Iraq. We go into Iraq, we take out Saddam Hussein, that is Iran's only concern every single day, is what's Iraq going to do, do to us today? What's Saddam Hussein going to do to us today? We take them out. That's the reason that uh, Iran is raising its head right now. Mm -hmm. And I would be the only candidate that doesn't want to bomb Iran. Well, we took out their natural enemy for them. We took out their natural enemy mm -hmm. for them. Let's not forget that after 9-11, the, the largest demonstration in the world in support of the United States was in uh, Tehran. Mm -hmm. uh, that was Iran that, that, that had the largest demonstration in Well, they couldn't wait for us to go in there. Well, so, so here it is. Uh, if we go and we bomb Iran... Uh, and by the way, we should be vigilant to any threats, but they're not a threat. And if we bomb Iran today, it's going to be a two-year bombing maintenance program. And as a result of doing this, I believe we're going to make another 100 million enemies to this country that we would not otherwise have. We're going, innocent people are going to die, and this million-plus demonstration of support to the United States, uh, that's, going to, that's going to turn out to be 100 million uh, that will do anything they can to get revenge against the United States. Because so is it fair to say that you feel Obama's uh, foreign policy has been on the borderline of offensive? Well, in my opinion, President Obama said three really favorable things uh, when he was running. He said more favorable things than just three, but when it came to the wars, I thought he said some very favorable things. I thought when he talked about reassessing Afghanistan in 2009, that we were getting out of Afghanistan. Well, he, he doubled down. I also thought he said some really favorable things regarding gay rights, and I also think he said some very favorable things regarding drug policy, none of which uh, have transpired. Mm -hmm. Well, let's move on to the war on drugs. I know you have some very strong opinions about how we've handled that. 
Well, uh, I believe that we, um, I favor uh, legalizing marijuana, uh, control it, regulate it, uh, tax it. Uh, We now have 2.3 million people behind bars in this country. We have the highest incarceration rate of any country in the world. Half of what we spend on law enforcement, the courts and the prisons is drug-related. We're actually at a tipping point, I think, in this country right now. Uh, 50% of Americans support legalizing marijuana. That number has never been this high. Why is that the case? Well, it's that people are talking about it, and that's what we should be doing in this country. We should be talking, discussing, debating these really important issues. But I think what people recognize is, is that this is, this is completely similar to uh, prohibition of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Look, disputes were being played out with guns rather than the courts. Looking at border violence right now with Mexico. Uh, 40,000 deaths south of the border. This is a prohibition phenomenon here. Uh, I happen to believe that 90% of the drug problem is prohibition-related, not use-related. That is not to discount the problems with use and abuse, uh, but that should be the focus. So in Colorado uh, this fall, it's on the ballot uh, in Colorado to regulate marijuana like alcohol. People are going to get to vote on that. Uh, Six years ago, citizens in Denver voted to decriminalize marijuana on a campaign based on marijuana being safer than alcohol. Mm -hmm. Rebecca, I don't drink alcohol, I don't smoke marijuana, but I have drank alcohol and I have smoked marijuana. And in my own particular uh, circumstance, there is no category where marijuana is more dangerous than alcohol. 500,000 Denver citizens agreed with me on that. I have always said that if we legalize marijuana, it will lead to less overall substance abuse because people will find marijuana as a safer alternative uh, than alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. I think there, well, as you point out, the polls indicate that at least half of Americans are done with trying to put up a resistance to this because our court systems, our prisons are jammed up and we have all kinds of border problems that we can't get uh, on top of. So let's talk a little bit about gun rights. Where do you come down on the right to own guns, particularly these rapid firearms? Well, I, I don't think the Second Amendment could be clearer, and um, I am in the camp that believes that if you outlaw guns of any caliber or any uh, um, rapid-fire gun, if you're going to ban that rapid-fire gun, the only people with rapid-fire guns will be criminals. Mm-hmm. And uh, like So I, you don't want to see any restriction on that, but you wouldn't want someone to be able to buy a rocket launcher. Well, uh, no, you wouldn't want to see a rocket launcher... But if, <laughs> if, if... I mean, this is a tough question, because you've got to draw the line somewhere, and no matter where you draw it, it's going to be a controversy, right? Well, no matter where you draw it, the people that will be left with rocket launchers uh, will be those that... The uh, bad guys. The bad guys will have the really heavy-duty weapons, and will have sticks and rocks. And if you look at the most egregious uh, cases of... Uh, let's just take the drug war as an example. If you look at the most egregious cases that exist... Um, And and I'm not suggesting this, Rebecca, but Mm -hmm. the most egregious cases are where government knocks down the doors and actually shoots people in their homes. Um, Would they they, um, be engaged in that kind of conduct? And I'm talking about the most egregious uh, examples. Would they be engaged in that conduct if they knew the owners of that home owned a tank? Maybe not. Well, it, it, I've talked to a lot of police officers about this, and if they, 
think that there's any possibility that the uh, person inside the apartment or the house that they're knocking the door down on is armed. They tend to get juiced up and they tend to be more battle ready. Uh, well, and, well, it, it, you know, so I, I, I can see the argument going either way, right? Well, uh, I, I, I just uh, I think of the example in California where the couple uh, was accused of uh, or the, the contention was they were growing marijuana on their uh, on their property. Uh, they beat down the doors. The, the, the fellow involved had no idea who was beating down their doors, came out with a weapon in hand. I think it was a handgun, and both of the both of them were shot dead. Mm-hmm. Um, would they? Well, it's it's a difficult issue, but I'm just in the camp of number one that this is a constitutionally guaranteed right, and then number two, uh, if we start banning these weapons, uh, those with these banned weapons will be criminals, and no defense from law-abiding citizens. I've always been curious about why we just don't have a longer waiting time. You know, let's let's not keep people from having weapons, but let's have your application uh, has to uh, last for, let's say, a year. Because people can kind of hold it together for 30, 60, 90 days. It's been my experience. But, you know, if if you make somebody be on their best behavior for a year, if they're insane or they they have a, a a record of violence it's bound to pop up in a 12 month period of time right and and so i i kind of feel like why can't we just have a longer period of time without uh preventing anyone from getting a weapon but you have to wait a long time well and i'm sure you've thought through this too uh you know the 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 woman who is threatened by the ex-husband who is armed and and is is fearful for her children and her life and goes and seek, seeks a weapon to potentially defend herself from that. Yeah, situation. should she have and to wait a year? I, I see your point. We have to take our last break, and when we come back, we're going to find out how you feel about Republicans who worry that in a close election, you may pose a Nader Gore threat to Romney's campaign. You're listening to the Costa Report. There's no question that selling a home can be a tricky business when the economy is uneven. But here's a little bit of good news. Not only are financing options opening up, America's love affair with the Monterey Peninsula still continues. Homes that are priced and marketed right are moving. Hi, I'm Judy Profeta, owner-broker of Alon Pinnell Realtors in Carmel, where we're happy to report that inventories are coming down and homes are selling. So if you're getting ready to sell or listing your home, call Alon Pinnell Realtors in Carmel at 831-622-1040 or stop by our offices on the corner of Ocean and Dolores or our main office on Unipero between 5th and 6th in downtown Carmel. Alon Pinnell Realtors, serious brokers for serious sellers. Just about everyone knows that fruits and vegetables are good for our health. But not everyone knows how to build a healthier plate. Hi, I'm Amy Tobin, a cookbook author and culinary expert. For each meal, nutrition experts recommend filling half of your plate with fruits and veggies. Whether it's fresh berries with your breakfast cereal, a wrap filled with your favorite roasted vegetables for lunch, or a medley of crunchy veggies for a pre-dinner nibble, Dole provides the freshest and highest quality produce available. 
When you load up on all the nutritional good stuff, you give your meal an instant boost of color, flavor, and texture, plus vitamins and minerals and fiber, everything your body needs to succeed. For nutritional inspiration and to learn more about Dole's fresh, whole, and cut vegetables and a full line of berries, visit Dole.com. With Dole as your partner in health, the possibilities are endless. This is a KSCO promotion alert. After 21 and a half years, KSCO has finally got its act together and printed up a bunch of very attractive bumper stickers that say, Listen and be heard, AM 1080 KSCO. You will not be ashamed to put this sticker on your car. Rather, you will be proud to do so. And I believe it will add to the Kelly Blue Book value of your car to boot. Come by KSCO Studios at 2300 Portola Drive in Santa Cruz Monday through Friday 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. or Saturday 10 a.m. to 12 noon to pick up and affix your or KSCO bumper sticker and get a free drink of Pollen Burst, Beyond Tangy Tangerine, or Rebound. We've got thousands of these attractive, classy stickers, and we want them prominently visible on every vehicle possible as quickly as possible. They don't do us any good here. We need you and your vehicles to help us spread the word about your favorite radio station, and for good reason, AM 1080 KSCO. Come on down, have a sticker and a drink on us. Trudy, you fancy some BBC then? What, the telly? No, I mean bangers, beans and chips, missus. Ooh, I'm a bit peckish. Are you making tea then? No, I thought we'd go to the Britannia Arms in Capitola. You know they've got a new one right on the beach. Call Blimey, does that place have the same menu? Yes, and some lovely new appetizers as well. Steamed mussels, grilled artichokes, ahi tartar. That sounds delicious. You know what? I think I'm going to decide when I get there. I might go with the fish and chips, the chicken curry, or ribeye steak with Yorkshire pudding. Well, they always pour a nice pint there as well. Oh, I love a glass of cider. Right, we're off then, and you can buy the first round. Because two Brits are better than one. Britannia Arms are now in two locations, in Capitola Village at the end of the Esplanade and at 8017 SoCal Drive in Aptos. Lovely jubbly. Toodles. Welcome back to the Costa Report. Our guest today is Libertarian candidate for president, Mr. Gary Johnson. So by all accounts, it looks as though this is going to be a close election. And from a historical perspective, the closer the election, the more likely the third party candidate will get blamed for spoiling the election for either the Democratic or Republican candidate. It happened to Ross Perot and more recently to Ralph Nader. So as of today, it looks as if the independent vote in seven or eight states may be the deciding factor. So how do you answer Republicans who worry that independents who vote for you may cause Obama to win over Romney? Well, first of all, um, I contend that uh, I'm going to take from both sides, uh, from from the Democrats that really do care about uh, dollars and cents and do care about civil liberties uh, Democrats not doing so good on civil liberties of late and doing horribly on dollars and cents. Republicans, who historically have been good on dollars and cents, not so good of late, and not really are horrible when it comes to uh, civil liberties. So this has actually been put to the test in four different states where they polled this. And in two states, I take more votes from Obama. Two states, I take more from Romney. Now, Rebecca, I wanted to point out a poll that was done by the ACLU. It wasn't a poll. It was actually a study. 
And uh, they, they issued a report card on all the presidential candidates and how they did on civil liberties. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24 liberty torches was a perfect score. I think this is really important. Um, Mitt Romney and, uh, and Rick Santorum, zero liberty torches out of 24. Newt Gingrich, four liberty torches out of 24. President Obama, 16 liberty torches out of 24. Uh, Ron Paul, 18 out of 24. Gary Johnson, 21 out of 24. Um, and then I would like, you know, you know. It's now, what did the torches indicate for our audience? Let's spell it out. What What did getting that many torches mean about you as a candidate? That that civil liberties really are important. The notion of the of the Constitution, the first ten amendments of the Constitution. Um, you know, civil liberties. Uh, I, I would not have signed the National Defense Authorization Act allowing for U.S. citizens to be arrested and detained without being charged. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the Patriot Act um, repealed. I think we have a growing police state in this country and that it needs to be addressed and that it's getting worse and it's not getting better and that our civil liberties are being eroded. And I think this is why we fought wars. I don't think we fought wars over Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security. I think you're right. I think we have fought wars over our civil liberties. And I think that the Patriot Act is not in keeping with our, what our founding fathers had in mind. Why do you suppose that got uh, through? I mean, how did the Patriot Act get through? In your view, is this just a case where we're fearful? We're fearful of the economy. We're fearful of terrorists. We're fearful of unemployment. We're fearful fearful that our children won't be educated, that we're falling behind uh, China and India. I mean, are we just so fearful we're going to let anything get through? I, I think the root of all evil are politicians that beat their chest and tell you that to save the world, to save us against uh, the illegal immigrant to save us against drugs, to save us against poor health care, to save us against terrorism, vote for me, and this is what I will do. And in the name of vote for me and this is what I will do, I think that's why men and service women are coming back to this country in body bags or with their limbs blown off, and I'm outraged over this. I'm outraged over the fact that this is, these are politicians that have done this to us, and isn't politics supposed to be about leadership and not following? And now we're back to the Patriot Act. And, you know, everybody is so fearful and politicians are so fearful of not doing something that they'll do something that ends up having unintended consequence. That unintended consequence, TSA, the Constitution Free Zone, that we, I subject myself to more times than I even want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do understand. Now, you're aware that third-party candidates have a very rough road in this country because even the uh, election commission is comprised of Republican and, and, and Democratic representatives. Uh, so you've chosen a rough road. I mean, you elected to be the libertarian candidate. Uh, so let me ask you, what what are you going to do to get a third party really get some traction in this country? Because it because it just doesn't seem to happen. I mean, people, and I want to encourage people again to go to I Side With. That's a yeah, website yeah. where they can plug in their personal views and see which candidate they most match up with. And I love that site, and I'm going to promote the heck out of it in, in shows that come up between now and November. But the point I'm making is, is that we can't seem to get a third party off the ground here. What are you going to do to make that happen? 
Well, I, I don't know if I end up making it happen, but if I if I but don't... I need you to, I need you to, Mr. Johnson, <laughs> because we fix a lot of problems in this country, as you know, a math problem in terms of voting when we get a strong third party. I I totally agree, Rebecca, and I'm doing what all that I can possibly do. I think there are thousands that, if given the opportunity, would do what I'm doing. I've been given that opportunity. Um, I think when people talk about a wasted vote, what is more of a wasted vote than voting for somebody that you don't agree with or that you're making a... uh, you're making a judgment that it's the lesser of two evils. How about actually voting for somebody you believe in, and I appreciate you uh, touting the I side with again. You know, let, let's make this Let's make this. Re- I, I don't know of anybody who's voting for who they believe in. What they're doing is they're voting for the candidate that is least offensive in order to prevent the candidate that is most offensive from getting into office. It's a blocking vote. It's not an advocacy vote. It's a it's a, a vote to block the other guy. I saw something, and I'm sure Romney uh, is the same. But I saw that uh, uh, Obama ran eighty two thousand negative ads against uh, Romney in the month. I'm sure Romney is guilty of the same. I will tell you, uh, running for governor of New Mexico two times in a state that was two to one Democrat, I did not mention my opponent in print, radio, or television. in in two elections running for governor of New Mexico. I really think that people are hungry to vote for somebody as opposed to the lesser of two evils. That's correct, and I think that what we need right now is an inspired leader, someone who will tell us the truth, offer some practical solutions, and get working. Well, and that was my pledge to, now I'm back to my resume, my pledge uh, as governor of New Mexico was issues first, politics last um the controversy that surrounded me in new mexico was was that it was always about the issues Mm -hmm. and that's the debate and the discussion that should rage is the issues and how do you address these these issues when republicans are in my opinion disingenuously saying that that Romney says he wants to balance the budget, but that uh, we should increase our spending for the military and that we should hold Medicare intact. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, I finished the second grade, and there was a mathematics <laughs> requirement that went along with finishing the second grade, and it just doesn't add up. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't add up. Okay, last but not least, where can listeners today go to get more information and to contribute to your campaign? Well, GaryJohnson2012.com, and you've touted that website I side with. And I just want to tell you, this has been an absolute pleasure. I thank you very much for having me on your show, and uh, it's, it's terrific. Best wishes for continued success to yourself. Thank you so much, and I'd like to also extend great success to your campaign in Florida. And if you come out this way to California, I hope you'll stop by the studio and visit us again. Thank you, Mr. Right, Johnson. I'll hold you to, I'll hold you to that. Thank Absolutely. You very much. All right. If your station is leaving us after this first hour, next week we tackle the subject of global hackers who in 2010 joined a digital assault against Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, Fox News, the Vatican, Sony Entertainment, and other big profile targets. The author of We Are Anonymous, Parmi Olson, will be with us to take us inside the world of cyber insurgency. I want to take a moment to thank our guest today, Mr. Gary Johnson. I also want to take a moment to give you that website again. If you're listening to me, 
over the airwaves all throughout the United States. I know we have a lot of military personnel tuning in today. I want to give you this website again. I side with. I-S-I-D-E-W-I-T-H. You go there, they've got a wonderful program. All you have to do is answer a series of questions about how you feel about specific issues. Gay marriage, gun rights, defense, the deficit, Medicare, Social Security. You answer how you feel. And at the end, they match you with the top three or four candidates that are uh, that are currently campaigning for your vote. That is a objective way to stand back and get away from all this negative advertising and all this nonsense on television that is shaping your views. So I hope that you will go to I Side With and use that as a tool to help you uh, make your selection this November. Again, next week, we'll have the author of We Are Anonymous, Parmi Olson. She'll be with us to take us inside the world of cyber insurgency. Don't miss Parmi Olson next week right here on your favorite weekly news program. Until then, I'm Rebecca Costa, and you're listening listening to the Costa Report. Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report. We have an important election coming this November, and I know that many folks are struggling right now. And if you're not struggling, well, then you're just flat out worried. I know that you're hoping that the next president, whoever they are, will have a plan for getting us out of an economic hole that keeps getting deeper. But this time around, the answers may not come from the top down. Something is happening to us, and it is happening to all people in all nations at the exact same time. And that is why I am asking you to take a moment to read The Watchman's Rattle. It's a book that will change the way you see our problems and also the upcoming election. So please pick up a copy of The Watchman's Rattle. Do it now. It's available at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and independent bookstores everywhere. You can also grab a copy at Rebecca Costa. But don't wait. Take a moment to get your copy and together let's get our lives and our country moving forward again. Robert Frost said good fences make good neighbors, but I say bamboo privacy hedges make really good neighbors. Hello, I'm Larry Gullman of Bamboo Giant on Freedom Boulevard in Aptos. Bamboo Giant features the best bamboo species for our local climate, which means we have the right bamboo for you. Listen to what customers have to say. My name's Amy Brooks. I'm from San Jose. I had a new fence built, and it left a little space between me and my neighbor. Love my neighbor, but didn't we just didn't need to be in each other's business. And so I looked at bamboos online, thinking it would be very simple, and come to find out there's 8,000 varieties of bamboo, and the only ones I knew about were those little squiggly ones. So I went to Bamboo Giant in Aptos. And he had two varieties for me to pick from. And so I looked at those two and picked the one I like. The privacy problem has been solved. Visit Bamboo Giant and walk our 30 acres of naturally growing bamboo groves. You will be truly amazed at the diversity, and you will see just how easy it can be to use bamboo to bring privacy to your home. Bamboo Giant is located at 5601 Freedom Boulevard in Aptos and on the web at BambooGiant.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.